welcome to the Intellectual Freedom Podcast. Here we analyze politics, culture, technology, and society at large through the lens of critical thinking and open-mindedness, not demagoguery and partisan hyperbole. I'm Dr. David Hopkins, Humanities Professor, your host and guide. So without further delay, let's get started. The primary goal of politicians today is to control and confuse us, not to inform us, to logically convince us, or bring us all together as a nation. If they achieve getting us angry and confused, they then control us. And once they do that, they will succeed in dividing the American citizen into tribal camps. Many would say we're already well past that and these tribalistic political parties have driven a wedge that can't be removed. But think about this. How many times does your anger rise from just the mere mention of the other side in politics, whether it would be friends, online articles, or news stories that don't go along with your preconceived biases? I mean, it happens to everyone. It happens to me. It's really a terrible way to live, though. It's a life of anger, anxiety, and fear, which I hope by the end of this podcast, we can relieve some of it. You know that uneasy feeling we have in our gut from all the nonsense being shoveled at us during election season? Let's try and get beyond it. There's this quote I tell my students in class all the time. Life is a tragedy for those who feel, but a comedy to those who think fascinating quote you know life let's break this down life is a tragedy for those who feel if you are always worked up if you're always on that emotional roller coaster of way at the highest high to the depths of anger and despair life truly is a tragedy but actually if you learn to think critically use your mind your intellect You have open-mindedness. You have a wide perspective of things. And as you take in all these things in our political world, for example, you can see it with a depth and a distance. Actually, human beings are incredibly comical in so many of the things that we hold out as just end-all, be-all, end-of-the-world type stuff. So hopefully this podcast is going to bring some things. I mean, I think we know them just intuitively but but if we really just stop to listen without bias and and we rationally analyze the messages that the politicians are pushing out to us during election season the depths to how far so many in our country and our society have fallen from being an open thinking democracy it's actually kind of scary or you know watching those political ads You know them. I know them. We can't turn on the TV for two minutes without seeing at least one of those breaks being a political ad. Sometimes I I have to literally laugh out loud. And let me just give you some real life uh, example of these. So let me go ahead and cue the music here real quick. If you elect Donald Trump, the world as we know it shall end. Donald Trump kicks puppies and hates kittens. Donald Trump wants us all to breathe. 
dirty air and carry air canisters around on our hip because he despises the environment. Donald Trump wants us all to die from coronavirus. He brags that he doesn't know what he's doing, but every day around us everywhere, people are dropping dead. And if we elect him again, who knows how many hundreds of millions may die from this. Oh, and by the way, did I mention Donald Trump hates the military, even though he wants to be a dictator who will never give up power ever. Okay, so there's our negative emotional ad. Let's do one for Donald Trump just for fun, just so we're fair to both sides. And we'll rather we gave a Biden negative ad on Trump. Let's just, uh, oh, let me create on the fly here a really quick uh, Donald Trump positive ad because they love to do these on the other extreme. Donald Trump is the greatest president that the United States has ever seen in its entire history, even better than Abraham Lincoln. Oh, wait, actually, he's probably the greatest ruler that's ever ruled of any empire in the history of human civilization. Oh, wait, actually, he's probably the greatest human being that has ever existed in the history of the planet Earth, including Jesus, Gandhi, and Nelson Mandela. Donald Trump has made the United States the richest economy in the history of the world. If it wasn't for Donald Trump, we would all be living in poverty right now today. Donald Trump is the greatest leader in the history of the world. So we got to laugh, right? Uh, So that we don't cry. Yet you nor I have to be controlled by this ridiculous emotion ever again. So let's go into our brain a bit. There's this psychological theory. It's it's called dual processing. And very simply, it's a, it's a theory that states that within your brain and my brain, we have two systems. System one and system two. System one is really this automatic. It's unconscious. It's low effort. It processes really fast. And then we have this system two, which is controlled. It's conscious behavior. It's very high effort. It's very deliberative. And it's very slow. So system one is our emotional processor, if you haven't figured it out by now, the limbic. It's the animal. It's the emotion. It runs fast and hard and with intensity. And system two is that slow down, rational, logical processor. It's our realm of critical, objective thinking. Gee, I wonder which one politicians are most interested in capturing, getting you slowly and methodically and carefully consider all of your options and then choose them as a candidate. Or would they prefer to just blast out emotional hyperbole, name-calling, fear-mongering, and get you all worked up and agitated get you angry and convinced immediately. Hmm. It's not really too hard to figure out, is it, right? They're going to feed on those emotions. The sad truth is, human beings, we are more emotional than we are rational most of the time. It would be nice to think otherwise, but it simply isn't true. Since system one is always on, you're more likely to make an emotional decision 
and rationalize it out later. It could actually even be said our brain is not rational. Our brain is rationalizing. We use our emotion. We jump to the conclusion. And then after we make after we use our emotions to draw the conclusion, then we try and rationalize it to ourselves and to others after the fact. Gee, I mean, do you know anyone who's ever made a decision based on an emotion and then justified how smart it was later based on logic and reasoning? And then as you look at it from a third-person impartial standpoint, you say, uh, that doesn't make any logical, rational sense. I mean, all of us have been there. All of us have done it. So if I'm a politician and I want to, say, convince you... Not that slow logic way to vote for me, but drill home a one-shot kill. What emotions work best? You need to get these, and you need to get this, and you need to understand the manipulation because the politicians get it, the political machine gets it, and if you don't want to fall prey, well, now is the time to end their control. They use basically just three emotions in all of their communications with you. Emotion number one is anxiety. This is an unpleasant state of inner turmoil, as you and I both know. But here's the thing with anxiety. It is very subjective. Get that? It's subjective. It is not objective. So when you have anxiety, you are just flooded. Your brain is flooded with these unpleasant feelings of dread over anticipated events of what could happen, what might happen. What's the possible outcome? But nothing that has actually happened yet. Our politicians love this emotion because anyone can speculate on anything without having or needing facts. So they love to prey on this emotion and induce it. And anxiety, it really has a major impact on your decision-making process. Studies are showing that it reduces your ability to interpret environmental cues properly and it and context accurately. When you're anxious, you have trouble understanding whether you're in a stable or a changing situation. And this results in bad decision making. So you're less confident when you make your decisions. Studies also show that someone who declares themselves full of anxiety or anxious that 90% of the people who feel this, they seek out advice compared to only 72% in a, in a neutral state of mind. So this is important to get because when you're anxious, you're, you're worried, you're confused, you're scared, you have all these emotions running and you're looking for that quick hit solution. A lot of times when you see those really positive ads, like I kind of made fun of the positive Trump ad, there's your solution right there. They'll seek it out. So they'll induce the fear, which I'll talk about next. They'll induce anxiety, and then they'll present that solution. Another bad thing that happens when you're riddled with anxiety is studies show that you're more selfish and you're less ethical. When you're anxious or afraid, you, you adopt this survivalist mindset. And think about it. That emotion is being preyed on right now. We hear in the media every single day with this election, this may be the most important election in the history of the world. If Joe Biden isn't elected, this world's going to fall to this. If Donald Trump isn't elected, we're going to fall to this. Literally like we're going to fall back to the dark ages 
of the planet Earth if one or the other president isn't elected. It's powerful. We we see it and we like to think that we don't accept it. But yet, if we honestly step back, how anxious have you been recently if you do have a strong political opinion one way or the other that the other one is going to get elected? It's dangerous. Emotion number two is anger. Anger or wrath is an intense emotional response. It involves strong, uncomfortable responses of a perceived provocation. Often it's indicated when one's basic boundaries are violated, actually, physically. But politicians love you angry. They, angry people, are very primal people. They're using that primal part of the brain and they're ready to fight. They're ready to strike out. They're ready to take action. And when you get in that state, that politician gets you to pull out your pocketbook Gets you to go vote. Gets you to volunteer. Gets you to go on social media and rail on the other side. Gets you to do something. Anger is a very active emotion. Unlike anxiety, which can tend to actually pull you back, anger makes you want to lash out. So the danger of anger to get crazy, it just drives your limbic system crazy and it's just flooding all your rational thought, and it's overriding all all rational thought. And I highly doubt in your life you would say, you know, when I am really angry, I think so wonderfully clearly, I'm so focused, and I communicate with such fluency, and I'm able to articulate so well and show such empathy and reason thoughts. The more angry I am, the more collaborative I become. And my spouse and my friends and my family, they find me so incredibly easy to deal with when I'm burning with rage in anger. I mean, come on. We know that's not true. We know that's a lie. And if you actually do believe that statement, maybe you need to seek some help because anger is a very, very bad for rational or intellectual decision making. So emotion number three is fear. Fear is that emotion induced by perceived danger or threat, which causes physiological changes and ultimately behavioral changes, such as fleeing, hiding, or freezing from perceived traumatic events. Fear in human beings, it, it occurs in response to stimulus in the present or an anticipation or expectation of the future, And, you know, very similar to anxiety in that way. Some fear is actually really good for us. You know, down here in Florida, if I see an alligator and it starts chasing me, having a healthy dose of fear will probably help me survive. But it is that perception thing again, that perception that politicians are playing on most. And how often do we fear something and it turns out nothing like how we imagined in our brain. Fear does this, and politicians use this every single day. Fear-mongering, oh my goodness, it just reaches comical levels by these political parties. And it's time to put them to the side and not let yourself be held hostage. So think about it. How often do we hear on the TV, social media, out of the mouths of our very politicians, 
rhetoric that is designed to either induce anxiety, anger, or fear. Or heck, if they're doing a really good commercial or they got a really good speech going, they may literally induce all three of them simultaneously and and hit the trifecta. They want you all worked up all of the time. They want you anxious. They want you angry. They want you fearful. Why? Well, because they are the solution, of course. So if you can discard all the rational intellectual analysis, there becomes but one simple binary solution. Them. And then here's where we cue that happy leadership commercials. So we need to overcome this. But how in the world can we do it? The first step is actually the hardest one, and it's absolutely necessary. You have to face these emotions when they rise. You need to recognize the emotion the second you feel it seeping into your brain. You have to pay attention to your internal talk. This takes practice. As when you start to feel that emotion rise, now's the time to snag it. To be honest and transparent, I've been really working on this during the election season. And I get so many opportunities every single day to practice it that I get sick and tired of practicing it. I don't let those emotions or I recognize those emotions the second they start to seep in my brain. And I have to tell myself, whoa, there it is. And that leads us immediately, once you learn to recognize that internally. So when you sit down in front of that TV, when you're sitting in front of your computer and you're reading and you're reading, be on alert for those emotions trying to explode into your your primal brain, okay? When you start to feel that, This works amazingly well. It's so simple, but it works incredible. Focus on your breathing. Breathing is way more important than you think. And when I started practicing this technique, it surely makes a big difference. I just find a few long, deep breaths, and that can calm any of these three emotions when you see them on your your television screen. And it's what I've found for me personally with this is I actually start to find the things comical. If I can just overcome that initial anger, that initial fear, that anxiety that starts to creep when I hear people talking on a position that I don't necessarily agree with, and I just stop, and I just take a two, three deep breaths, it makes a big difference. Because your body, when you're getting anxious or you're getting angry, your your body starts to want to take sh- short shallow breaths and it makes things worse and it kind of it kind of puts you on this steamrolling path but if you just short circuit that immediately and take long deep breaths it can literally break that emotional chain it's amazing give it a try and see how that works for you oh one other thing with that when you when you do it just technically when you when you breathe take a breath in and then slowly let it out. But make sure that exhale is longer than the inhale. There's just something there's something psychological about that deep breathing. It's just going to force your body to calm itself down. You can't get really angry and you can't get anxious and you can't get fearful if you just stop and just take one of those deep breaths like that. It's incredible how that works. Another thing, you need to identify your most common triggers. You know, it's sort of like, I guess you would say a addict and they're going through treatment. There's triggers that make them do 
that destructive behavior and you need to identify where, when, and how you are most vulnerable to those three emotions. Is it cable news? Is it the, is it talk radio? Is it social media? You know, don't, don't walk, but run away from those triggers until you have the ability to cope with them. When it comes now to me and cable news, or even in the in the car, if I'm listening to the radio, I'm getting so much better. I'm not perfect yet of how I can control my emotions. And I actually, in many ways, when I turn on cable news now, I actually kind of do kind of sadly and sadistically watch it for for the comedic value of these cable news flamethrowers that are out there it's actually almost funny for me now to watch them because i'm learning slowly and and i've had many a year where i literally could just fly off the handle on stuff i just don't do it anymore and so much of it is i know what my triggers are and before I even watch it or click on it or see it, I am not, I am not going to be manipulated by anyone in cable news, internet articles. It just, it's, it's not going to happen very easily anymore just because I've, I've got myself finally to that, to that point. So challenge, the next thing, challenge those emotions politicians are pushing on you with real objective verifiable logical observations and again you know i did a podcast on fake news and it actually isn't always fake it's more deceptive so you know when those emotions come up on these really hot topics it's not to say that every single time everything is 100 percent wrong i mean that would be silly to make such a such a profound statement but challenge those emotions with facts and you know that's where you bring in that other part of your brain where you slow things down intellectually and so your emotions don't control it you control the situation so politicians they want to give you always the worst case scenario you may let your mind go there initially but then what you need to do is challenge that runaway emotional train you need to step back and you need to review it. I give you a perfect example of this. And I hear this sometimes. And here's kind of my pat response to this. You know, someone who hates the kneeling for the national anthem. I mean, it is a very emotional topic. And you can have incredibly strong opinions on that topic. And for me, in all honesty, I would never kneel for the flag. It just, it's not what I would do. But when I'll hear things like this, I'm never going to watch another NFL football game because two of the players on my team were kneeling during the national anthem. I'm done with football. I'll hear that conversation or see it in an online post or wherever. But if you think about it, my response to that person could be, well, that means 98% of the team actually stood and honored the flag that is beyond an overwhelming majority who honor the flag so don't let yourself go to the worst place and again if someone decides they don't want to 
They expect 100% compliance to feeling pride in the nation. I mean, that's their that's their choice to come up with that. But you see, some people let the, the emotion of the thing get away. Think about it. In this country, when in the history of this country have you ever had this country agree or do something at a 98-95% rate? It's just almost unheard of. Step back from it just a couple steps and say, goodness gracious, in the discord that's going on in this country, where probably this next election is going to be decided 51, 49, 52, 48, that you can turn on a football game and you see one guy or two people kneeling out of 65, 70 players and another 20 or 30 support staff. That's pretty impressive, actually, that you would get at that. Just a thought, and that's one example of don't let your emotions control everything. You can have the emotion, you can have the opinion, but it's so important that all of us have this ability to step back, this power, this this incredible use of your brain that you can tap into and access to validate and verify an opinion on any given topic. Another one, physically release yourself. Walk, go outside, go to the gym, just physically do something. It truly is a fact that physical activity, it'll reduce stress, it'll reduce fear, it'll reduce all kinds of negative emotions, it'll flood some positive endorphins back into your body. I'm not saying you have to go to the gym and work out for three hours. Maybe it's just go outside Take a walk or two around a block. Take a take a two walk uh, a walk around a couple blocks, and and that's it. But you need to get out and you need to do physical activity because that has a big thing. After you do that, decompress, reevaluate that emotional process you just experienced, and how you can handle it differently the next time. Your goal in all this should be to win the war. And yes, there is a war against political manipulation by the DNC and the RNC. It is an incredibly empowering thing when you can't be manipulated or moved by those big three negative emotions beyond politicians. You know, don't let anger, fear, anxiety drive wedges between your friends, your family, your community by a politician who simply wants to manipulate you and your family for their own end. You may not view it this way, but you are in a war with these politicians, whether you like it or not. It isn't a game for them. It is high stakes, winner take all, full hand-to-hand combat for them. They will do anything, and they are fighting for the power of the country. And by any means necessary, they will manipulate you. This doesn't mean, though, you have to be swept away mentally as a casualty you can go through this drama not stressed out not anxious not fearful and not angry at every little political gyration i do want to say again i totally understand if you have very strong feelings and and you've thought through and you've justified and you validated yourself intellectually on this election not trying to mock or make fun of any of that because I have strong political feelings too. But we don't have 
control of these sweeping cultural and social things. And we don't always get to elect the president we want. But what we do have control over is our own emotions, our own feelings, and our own thoughts. And in this realm, we can regain some basic human dignity and empathy for all Americans, even when we disagree and take it away from those zealots and demagogues and the RNC and the DNC that are peddling this anxiety, this fear, and this hate. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you found value in this topic. We as Americans, we don't have to get played by the politicians. We can and should all learn to manage our emotions, not just for ourselves, but for the benefit of the entire country. Remember, I generally publish new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So if you click like or follow, you'll be alerted when new episodes come available. Until the next episode, I hope you have a wonderful